This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been extremely open about my struggles with severe anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, and therapy has honestly given me the tools to not only get through the everyday, but enjoy every day. Whether you're coping with trauma, stress, a specific hardship, whatever it may be, you don't need to feel ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you because there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You all know I always complain about how expensive therapy is, but BetterHelp therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are working with therapists from home. I mean, what's the harm in trying it? I guarantee BetterHelp's therapists will provide you with a new perspective on your current struggles. BetterHelp has a special offer for Meet My Mess listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash meet my mess. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash meet my mess. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Everyone, big news, big news on the mess front. We have a guest back this week. I know you loved the hour of me rambling on and on and on and on and on about everything that's wrong with this generation, like my opinion matters last week, but I have secured another guest for this week and next week and the week after that 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 I have tried to start recording this intro upwards of six times already sometimes I do that just to warm up it's very sharp a adjacent you know the drill you know you know the drill And the drill here today is that we have an amazing guest. I had a stand-up comic on the show who was so goddamn funny. We bounced off of each other so, so well. He's from New York. He's been doing shit that I could never dream of doing, like being on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I don't really know what else there is to say about him. The man's hilarious and he's what's what's next and up and coming in comedy. It is Steven Rogers, or as I like to call him, Steven Rogers comedy. I swear I was laughing the whole time we edited this episode together. So I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. All right, Stephen Rogers Comedy, everyone. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. The way you said it, it sounded like comedy is my last name. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it should be. <laughs> maybe I like it. Legally. It was like your Instagram that. name. It's your email, you know. Like, yeah. We'll promote no, I, you. We'll promote no, I you love how it. you promote yourself. <laughs> No, that's I. I'm flattered. I, it was almost like, gosh, maybe I should go get my name changed. It sounded better than Rogers. Uh, Rogers. Well, we can yeah. do Stephen Rogers. I feel like Stephen Rogers is like just like you know. You, I'm not trying to insult your name or anything, but no, it's just like no. a, it's just like a, like a Joe, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a Bill or a Bob. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Rogers comedy. I, I like it. I like the ring of it. It's, it's... Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. For, thank you for having me. 
thanks for taking my insults right off the bat you know no i i'm uh i welcome them with open arms good uh, as you should yeah. <laughs> so wait i want to get a little first i want to let everyone know who you are where you're from how'd you get yeah. into comedy uh well it was my last name so it was easy to uh get into it uh <laughs> no uh <laughs> i uh yeah my name's uh I'm yeah, I'm Steven Rogers. I, I'm that's Can't who I say am. his own name anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why am I reintroducing myself? She did, you did a great job. Uh, but I got into comedy. I've been doing it since 2013. Um, but I wanted to do it my whole life. Like um I used to see like my parents would watch it. Well, they would watch stand up or or you know, back then comedy movies were just trying to be funny. There wasn't like now I, I, I've talked about this with like friends and stuff. There's no dumb and dumber movies anymore. And like that kind of stuff where it was just trying to be funny. There was that was it was just a stupid plot to get as many jokes in as possible. Yeah. So those are the movies I, I grew up on, like Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber and like Tommy Boy and that kind of stuff. And uh, I was like obsessed with the. Uh, like I loved, uh, I loved jokes, just silly stuff. It, it was so fun. And then I saw stand up. I think the first comedian I remember watching was Wendy Liebman, okay. who is hilarious. She had like a half hour on HBO, and uh, she just would hammer you with jokes. There was no stop on jokes. And uh, I remember being like, I don't know what this is, but I want to do it. And then I. Uh, and I saw how what effect I had on my my parents. My parents are laughing. I'm like, wow, you like I these people are my world. And that person in the TV just changed their demeanor. Like it, it was powerful. They get more yeah. attention from my parents. Yeah, than I yeah, do. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow, they she just got to talk for a half hour. My parents were listening. I'm like, I, I would love <laughs> lucky. Yeah. Okay. Turns out you got to work on it. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, then I, you know, my parents were uh, uh, very good to me and, and saw this uh, affection for comedy. So they started to spoil me with, well, check this out, check all this stuff out and uh, listen to this comedian. And it just became an obsession. And uh, I uh, always wanted to do it. I lived in, I'm from Syracuse, New York. Okay. And- so from New York. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, is that like upstate? Yeah, it's real close okay. to Canada. Oh, honestly, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it's the snowiest city in the United States. I feel like uh, everyone that comes on the show is like, yeah, it's really close to Canada. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I swear <laughs> this is. Clo- I swear it's close. Yeah, I swear okay. it's close. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not as close as uh, the border of Canada. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's of course. a lot closer to the Canada. Um, but yeah, so. I uh it's, now you're here. I now I moved here. There a comedy club opened in Syracuse, and that's where I started. And then okay. I, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And like I'm sure it wasn't an easy start. Like, do you have any experiences you look back on? You're like anytime you like bombed and you're like, oh, like that will always no, like, never live on in my mind. Never, never bombed. I'm amazing at it. Been perfect uh, from the day you stepped I'm, on stage. Yeah, truly. I'm, I'm as great as that uh, Canadian border joke I just made. It's all, uh, no, I, uh, I'm. I think the first two years I was so like, I'm always trying. I'm never. There's people yeah. that there's people that bomb, and it's because they're not uh, trying. Which, mm-hmm. you know, they think it's an effortless thing. And some people are effortlessly funny, but I think you should find that out by by accident and not just be like, no, I'm I'm choosing to be the effortlessly funny person. Uh, <laughs> then it's so not really I, effortless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I tried, I was tr- always trying hard, but the first two years, I think I was trying maybe too hard or, you know, the effort didn't, The obviously you're, uh, you can only learn stand up by doing it. Uh, it's really inevitable. The, the 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 easiest way to get better at it is doing it. You can watch stand up all day long. You can write every day, and that does make you better uh, in certain ways. But 
the getting on stage is the whole thing. So the mm-hmm. first two years of of limited stage time because I'm in upstate New York, which is not a lot of stage time. I would say that I, I had a lot of of bombs, but the one I'm trying to think of one that stands out. I mean, they're all scarring. So yeah, I, I but, can imagine. Yeah, I've had people. I had hecklers and stuff, but uh, really, I can't imagine yeah. just like looking out <laughs> and like trying silence to is and, like silence. Silence is is uh, loud. Honestly, I feel like everyone else probably feels just as bad for you as you feel <laughs> in that moment. Uh, I, it's possible, but uh, then they get to go home and not think about it. You that, know, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to care. and I was from a place that they had limited stage time like I mentioned so like if you let's say you bombed on uh Saturday night mm-hmm. you had to wait if you're lucky to maybe Thursday or Saturday like th- there was only shows like Thursday Friday Saturday mm-hmm. where I lived and you were lucky if you got on them not everybody got on them so you could bomb and then you had to wait until your next time on stage to redeem yourself. Yeah. We're here in New York. I can get on stage. Like I'll probably get up three times tonight. If I bomb at six o'clock, I got, I have seven o'clock to be like, well, all right, let's, uh, let's redeem myself. But yeah. I had to wait a week when I, when I first started and it was torture but yeah. it 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 did make you uh, work hard because you're like I can't feel like that again. I have yeah, to, and but, I'm gonna uh, make sure I don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. It's, it's a it's a tough world. Like really, I always think about that with comedy. Like there's so many different angles of like hate you guys get. Like in <laughs> it's true though. Like you guys yeah, first yeah. get like the audience if like you guys bomb that's hard enough you have to deal with the entertainment business in itself like managers and all that which is already difficult and then you guys have social media which everyone is hard for everyone and then on top of that you guys are saying shit that some people find offensive you know right right and then that is like the biggest i feel like ball game of them all or do you disagree i uh avoid uh offensive offending people i avoid offending people not uh out of uh it's no business strategy on my part it is who i am as a person like uh you know i'm an anxious guy and i want everybody to like this is off stage i want to i want everybody to get along and i don't want any weird moments off stage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that and i that's who i am as a person. So I, I, I try to be who I am as a person, as I am with comedy. Like I try to be the same person. Yeah. So, uh, the offensive stuff I usually am able to avoid, but then there's, you know, people, sometimes people can find a thing where you're like, okay, well that's kind of on you. Uh, I did, I did a, a, a corporate show a couple weeks or last month for a a, comp- a bus company All right. and i don't know if you, do you know what you know what corporates are uh gigs are right not really no okay. explain so you're, <laughs> it's like you're doing stand up for a company this corp a, a company okay. for the corporate okay. event but sometimes this gotcha. one it was all these bus companies it was like this big conference all right they, yeah i i don't want to brag but i do the big bus <laughs> the bus drivers they know yeah. me <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So I'm I'm doing stand up there, and I have a a bus joke that, uh-huh. and these are uh this company's tour buses, so it's kind of like higher end buses, and I was joking about like uh your Greyhounds and your Peter Pan buses or whatever, and uh, I make fun of that, and it's usually and it they loved it because it's not their it's what they know, but it's not their company, so I'm I'm ragging on stuff that isn't that they relate to but it's not their their company yeah. this guy comes up to me after and goes hey man you made a lot of people uncomfortable out there and i'm <laughs> like what and he's like yeah you were talking about buses we were worried you were going to talk about our buses and i'm like 
Okay, you I have didn't. to relax. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the joke is over. The joke did well. I'm sorry that you got nervous, but I it's like we have a plan for the most part. Yeah. Uh that's the, so <laughs> you like made if a you're lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing like it's like I spent years like learning how to make sure I like think about how much I have to think about what I'm going to say. So if, if if you offend somebody, it, it could be intentional for a shock and then you got to listen. There might be a, another point underneath it. Sometimes we uh, we're doing that to get you focused. There's a lot of different I'm not saying offensive uh, material. I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying I don't think any comedian is purposely trying to be uh, offensive without there yeah. being a joke attached to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I also haven't seen every single comedian out there. So there might be people that are that way. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, think I don't really think I had a question. I think <laughs> it was just, oh, I, oh no, I did. I did ask you a question. We're back. <laughs> I like always wonder what people's reactions are now that I have this new format of the podcast. Like when my section comes where I like break down what we've been talking about, do people think like, ah, oh, yes, I love this part. Or do they think, oh, fuck this dumb bitch. Well, probably the first, because you wouldn't be at the show listening to the show if it wasn't of interest to you. Anyways, I'm here to break down the things like I do each week. <laughs> so something that I loved that Steven said just then is that he is not part of his personality to sacrifice his morals or his his intentions or his integrity to get ahead in the business. And this is something i think that we are all really lacking it should have been on my list of things i talked about last week that's wrong with a generation but it's clear that content that has shock value does better than content of everyday shit like filling up your gas and pouring your coffee obviously side note it is boring. So please stop posting fucking Instagram stories of you pouring your coffee. But circling back <laughs> with this shock value becoming a almost ticket to getting yourself seen, people are curating the shock value now. So what we see people doing or saying on the internet is often untrue or it's offensive and they're saying these things in order to gain some notoriety it doesn't necessarily mean they believe it or what they're saying is true or it doesn't mean it's even remotely what it seems to be but they're releasing it with the objective of shocking you and keeping you coming back for more simple business tactics and it's become very very my hair looks like a fucking five-year-old girl normalized to deceive um people or the public in order to get ahead in business it's become like a normal business tactic that's why salespeople are seen as so like shady like a shady salesperson because we are literally taught in business school to like say or do whatever you have to to like make the sale ethics and morals aren't even a question in university business courses like I'm dead serious I've like tried to bring them up in one of those classes and they just like totally were shocked um but it's unfortunate because it shouldn't be this way the reality of the situation is that the shocking these videos and stories with shock value they often do take people to their end goal which is notoriety for doing crazy ass shit especially with like viral videos in these days um and i've been really guilty of doing this myself i every story i 
tell on this show is animated it's entertaining it's exaggerated and people when I say I exaggerate my stories for my podcast people start to think oh like she's lying and that's not the case these are exactly how I see the events that occur in my life happening like that's how I see them in my head and I'm sorry but you come here to be entertained I tell my stories in a way I narrate them in a way that's entertaining if I like told you about the time that whatever whatever you get my point I don't have an example right now it's Tuesday I've had therapy my mom's already made me cry once today it's just a lot and there she is right now but on the other hand this we're really really not off to a good start so I'm hoping that my interview aspect with Steven will outshine how shitty my commentary is today but I am also guilty of saying things on the show I just like can't believe how like zero sense everything I just said made oh my god and that made no sense either but anyways I'm guilty of also saying things that other people might find offensive and it's something I'm like I've learned and reflected on um in the first year of doing this podcast there are things I've said on the show that I regret and that I've like prepared for people to come at me for in the future because I know that they weren't like morally or ethically correct things to talk about or say and at the time I wasn't really thinking about how like what I thought was funny might affect someone else for example I told a story about it was on my third 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 episode with my best friend Julia And we talked about a guy I used to date who was an amputee. And we made a couple, a couple bad jokes. I said that something along the lines of his cock was so thick, he might as well have fucked me with the amputated leg. And although that might seem funny to a lot of us, and I know a lot of people did find it funny. I know that there's also a lot of people out there that would not think that this is funny and it would offend them and it would hurt them. And that is never my goal. If you can be funny without offending people or um, lying about stories, then that truly is to me like the true testament of being funny because you can make anything funny you don't have to take something with immense shock value and then make that funny like if you can make the everyday funny that is the test of a true comic but anyways my point here is that I've since learned while doing this show that sometimes the jokes that are funny between you and your best friend in the living room aren't going to be funny or okay online and this is something like really basic we were taught in elementary school but I think that with the oversharing of the internet we forget these days like I think it's probably like less harmful honestly for you and your career to like post you like drinking or like a sexy photo than it is for you to um, post something that like like a bad joke about um I'm an, I'm an, I don't know, a minority group, but just some food for thought. Think about what you are putting out there. I said, <laughs> do you feel like that's the hardest part of comedy is, um, well, I, I don't think that's like the hard, the outside critiques in that I, term, I guess. I would say, uh, that is not the hardest part. Okay. What do you, you think know, is for, uh, me? It's, it's, uh, my girlfriend is also a, a comedian and she okay. and she has this mantra that she says here that I, I she has to say it to me a lot, which is staying stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't focus on like the it's a big therapy thing is, is radical acceptance. Only uh, focus on what you can control. So uh, management is out of your control when somebody, you know, 
thinks you're ready for them to be like, I'm going to take you and and get you this gig and this gig and this gig, and I'm going to get you on this show. That is uh, unfortunately not up to you. And that does not mean that you're a bad comedian. So I I think focusing on um, uh, just getting better at the thing you love and the thing you do uh, is the hardest thing. Cause there's so many, you're surrounded by all your friends when you're in comedy, at least for me mm-hmm. and is are other comedians yeah. and some are varying skill levels. Some are incredible talents that you might not have. Like I've had friends that have writing jobs. I have friends that are on TV all the time and uh, I'm fortunate that I'm, I've been on TV and done stuff, cool stuff. And I still get to, but it's like that can, I have a lot of comedians can get in their head thinking someone's success is their failure. And yeah, yeah, that's a big thing you have to learn in comedy is uh, I think that's in any industry too. Yeah. I, it's yeah. It depends on how you look at things and yes. I agree. I don't know. I feel like I've like when I was like younger, I'm still pr- quite not adult yet. But <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, I definitely was guilty of the same things. Just thinking like, oh, my friends, when they get when they get opportunities, it felt like it was well, like, why? Why am I not in that same position? I work just as hard, you know, why am mm. I not right. getting there? But, you know, it's not your time. You know, it's there's still yeah. things to learn and. And you can use it like um, I have a friend that did the Tonight Show a Mm. couple weeks ago, and I'm really close with him. And I went with him to watch him do it. I was not at one point going, why is he here? This is crazy. I should be up there. I had a great time cheering on my buddy. I I had so much fun watching it. And then after I was like, man, that was fun. I, I uh, let's work on what mine could be that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like using it in a, a positive way and not a, um, uh, I feel like for me, if I am, I find myself being like that, it's, it's, you're whining. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. put in the work kind of thing. That's and also the biggest struggle, I think. Yeah. And also actually, I just kind of like lost, totally lost my train of thought. I had a really good point. Now it's gone. Completely oh gone. no it's okay it, w- it happens all the time <laughs> oh god I, i'm Don't trying to think of, of what we were uh no it's okay, okay. It, it was fine anyways but i did like <laughs> hear something it was like probably really not important um, you're like i just thought of the uh, meaning of life and uh now yeah, it's gone now it's gone it'll come back later <laughs> when i'm on my deathbed uh, <laughs> but you That's said true. that you date your girlfriend's a comic yes yeah. Okay. I want to hear about that. Cause you always hear comics say, I would not want to date someone else in comedy. So how, how do you find that? Uh, I find it to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to say that. Of course. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's being recorded. Hey, turn the mics off. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, truly. I, um, I didn't see myself dating a comedian. She, mm-hmm. I don't believe, I believe I could say she felt the same way. Yeah. Um, it's tricky in ways, but it it's not any trickier than any other relationship. Yeah. Um, and the the bonuses are huge. I get to uh one laugh all the time. Um, but that, and uh, I like going to see her. She's a killer comedian, uh, Caitlin Palufo. Yeah, I was so funny. What's her name? Okay, cool. She's amazing, and uh, you can she's just sometimes it's unfair how good she is and and that's and i say that with love like i'll watch her just destroy a room and it's like yeah this is incredible to be uh a passenger on this ride yeah uh, her partner. yes her partner that yeah that, that, that's what we should call each other uh <laughs> passenger on a ride passenger. uh good lord uh Thank God she's not here. She would roast the hell out of me. No, I was just going to say, I think if she heard this, she would probably love it. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, yeah, uh, I, you know, um, it's cool to, uh, be with someone that one understands your yeah, passions, mm-hmm. uh, and what you're going through. And, uh, 
I mean, there's no better coach than someone that also is chasing the same thing as you. And uh, so there's a lot. And, you know, we're young comedians. We've only been doing it. We've been doing it under 10 years, both of us. And we've Did you guys meet in comedy? Yes. Yeah, we met. We met uh, at some festival and we didn't start dating. We were both dating other people at the time and we just became friends. And then years later, we went through breakups and then uh, turns out we had crushes on each other and the whole time, you know, and now I have that's uh, so weird. That's like the second time this month I've had comics on that. Oh, really? Me that exact same. Who was the other? Um, her name's Kristen Vialis, I think she's like okay. the host of, and then we had sex and then her boyfriend oh, wow. is, I, I never heard of it. Yeah. And their boyfriend's J J rod. I don't know. They are both really, really funny, but yeah, they had the exact same, uh, exact same story. Wow. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah. Entertainment. Well, I feel like it's common that people date other people people and entertainment i think yeah maybe would it be more difficult to go the other way now date someone who's not in that world it is hard because your um your uh job is during date night it, it you know Ooh, what I mean? like i never thought about that you're uh you're like hey let's go out to dinner well i uh, work at dinner you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That's so your there's that yeah that's that's when i start so there's a yeah. lot of we're on the same schedule, me exactly, and my girlfriend, yeah. which is great. And mm-hmm. uh, and the weekend, like she just left today to be on the road, and uh, it's it's a good balance because uh, when you go on the road, you're by yourself. You can do the stuff that you can't do when we're home together, which is like I can write more, I can listen to tapes of my sets and stuff, and there's no distractions. And then. Uh, she can do the same thing. And then when we're both home together, we can do whatever we want together during the day and afternoon. And then at night we go chase our favorite thing. It's pretty great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So I absolutely was so stoked to talk to Steven about dating within the comedy world because it made me feel professional. <laughs> you hear all of like these famous podcasters talk to comics and you're they're like oh would you ever date another comic and when I asked that question I felt so cool I felt so Alex Cooper Jackie Schimmel Hannah Burner adjacent adjacent needs to I need to chill with that word I've been using it too much lately but on the contrary let me talk about myself and kind of spin this topic to make it about me would I date someone in podcasting? I would, for sure. There's been guests on the show. Um, I would definitely roll around with. You can play a guessing game about who I'm talking about. Um, sorry, just fantasizing. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I've had guests on that I would definitely be interested in romantically, but people forget because like this type of work is so like raunchy and like personalized that this still is our work and you have to be professional and especially in the entertainment business you don't want a reputation of being creepy or unprofessional or hard to work with so I am very very I work very very hard to always make sure my guests are comfortable I ask them like a million questions about their comfortability and like what I can and can't ask them about before we record like honestly the actual conversations I have with these guests are more important to me than the content that we create together because I believe that a good reputation in your business will propel you so so far um, it's all about who you know and how you treat people But yeah, I would definitely date a podcaster. My dating life became eons more complicated when I started this podcast. Men now view me as an alpha female um, who runs my own businesses and is financially independent and has goals. And although men think they want that, it actually like a lot of the time 
um, impedes on their confidence. So they wanted to a certain extent, but not to the extent I, I dedicate myself to like entrepreneurship in my career. But anyways, if I were to date someone in podcasting, I wouldn't have to explain what I do. I won't have to worry about like what they think about what I do because they do the same things. And also we could create content together in an ideal world. It would be someone with a bigger following than me. So it benefits both my career and my vagina. (laughs) But they could also give me feedback about my work from like, I get feedback from someone who's in the business about my work and like what I need to improve on and where my gaps in my work are. So yeah. you listen to yourself. Of course you have to. How do you, does it drive you nuts? It used to, I'm getting yeah. better at it. Um, it's still torture, but do it's you listen a to your own podcast. No, uh, no. I, uh, I'll do it if we are cutting a, a clip, but for that, it's so long. Like it, a set in New York is like 10 minutes on average, mm-hmm. maybe 15. That's mm-hmm. easy to get through and be like, Okay, I'll say it. the next time I say that joke, I'll say it like this and blah, blah, blah. It's planned content, right? So I guess it's not as bad as hearing you just like be yourself. Right. And (laughs) and, uh, with panic attacking, it's like there's no idea where we're going to go and it's just riffing and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And I also enjoy it so much. I kind of don't want to listen to it again and and hate my voice. Uh, (laughs) I feel you. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, yeah. I love uh, my podcast. So I want to. How keep long it. is your guys' episodes then? They're only an hour, but okay. Uh, in hindsight, we probably like everyone's going shorter, and it's like, ah, uh, we're at an hour, and we could probably be doing forty or thirty. But, uh, but there's so many great podcasts out there that are long, long, long. You know, like. Right. two hours you know two yes, and a half yeah. hours so you know yeah. i feel like it's if you can if you can put the content out for longer than great you know right right me i yeah. can't talk from to myself for more than 45 minutes without right really, yeah I don't know how it's... other people <laughs> you know Where you i don't know either <laughs> when the, the uh... one person podcast when i see that i'm like so you're just talking to a wall. I don't know how you do that for that long. It's crazy. Well, that's why I kind of changed up the format so that now I always kind of have guests so yeah. that I'm not. Yesterday, I just actually put out an episode that was solo, but it was like my first one this year. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, for wow. the most part, I yeah do with guests now just for that reason. You know, right. it starts to like feel quite narcissistic to like talk about your own life for yeah. an hour straight, you know, and you run out of things to talk about like you know it's covid i agree not doing that much <laughs> it's so funny i like uh uh yeah i had to i well, i love andrew and i and i wanted to do a podcast with him i could yeah. never see myself doing one by myself and yet i'll talk on stage for an hour and have no issues but yeah. it's like un unplanned unwritten i'm like i don't know no thank it's you it's a lot but yeah. yeah, no, it's fun. It's it's a whole different ball game for sure, for sure. I want to ask you, yes, our final. I ask this question to everyone that comes. Every <laughs> I said that was like so ridiculous. <laughs> you I want you to like know you're loop. not special. Everybody hears everyone. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, what like looking back on your life, comedy, whatever. What was your like messiest moment? Wow, that's a great uh that's a great question. You can think. Yeah, uh there's I'm sure there's some messy there's a lot of messes. Um moving to to New York and uh sort of uprooting a little bit of my life. I was dating someone at the time and uh realized that my pursuit of stand-up was uh, outweighing uh, the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't, she didn't come to New York with me. And then I, I 
say that was the messy that breakup was messy and that was yeah. all me unfortunately i should have been an adult i was not one but uh should have figured out a cleaner way to to uh end that and uh be a better person about it but unfortunately that was the first big breakup i ever had so yeah. I, I wasn't going to be an expert at it no so that of course was not i would say that's the messiest thing um was and then like the hardest thing. Okay, go on. Sorry. No, no, no go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <You> go. <laughs> I was, it was probably the hardest thing moving to New York, never being in the same, I never not lived with my near my family or live with my family and then ending a relationship and then chasing uh, a dream like this in New York city all at once was very messy and very hard and very, uh, uh, not damaging, but I, I, I started going to therapy once I moved to New York. I was very overwhelmed and growing up very fast, I would say. You, mm -hmm. Like just, oh, there's like you learn, you learn how much your parents had d done for you. You're like, oh, here's responsibility, just smashing you in the head. And oh, I have uh, to pay eight bills a month. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that was just kind of like, no, I'm sorry. Time. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're doing that. No, so I was going to say that was just like the like probably like mentally toughest time on you. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, I would say even harder than the pandemic because mm -hmm. the, the pand by the time the pandemic hit, uh, Caitlin and I had been dating for a while and we're talking about moving in together. And then the pandemic made that happen. Uh, because uh we had to shelter but um and then i was with someone that was also not doing comedy so it was like we had this little support system but when i first moved to new york i had a tiny apartment uh in a and i didn't know anybody that well uh, i was go realizing that i was sort of in a relationship that was probably about to end and then uh, away from my family. So all that at once. I was yeah. Like, Good God. I, be I better do well at this comedy thing. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. You are. You're here. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> Good. It worked uh, out. Well, that's awesome. Love it. Love it. So New York, New York's the only place you've ever lived then. Hey. Yeah, the state. You tour a lot. I you do. Just I got back. Yeah, I was in. I opened for uh, Brian Regan and. Nice. Uh, uh, we were in Ohio and Michigan and Indiana and on a run. Sweet. Of so shows, are you leaving yeah. again soon or are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in New York for the rest of January. And then I go. I'm going to a lot of places in February. I'll be in um, San Francisco and I'll be in um, Hartford, Connecticut. And then. I'm doing another run with Brian at the end of February and we're going to somewhere in a couple of spots in Oregon and then almost all of down California. Sweet. So it'll right. be really, really fun. Perfect. I'll like link your, I don't know if you have a website or something so that people oh, can yeah, yeah. find it's tickets a, and stuff. It's my full name. It's Steven oh. Rogers comedy. Com. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be my, my hyphened last name. Yeah. It's like trademark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, so and then uh, I have a uh, YouTube special coming out. Oh, in, exciting. Yeah, in May, May 6th, I believe. Okay. Uh, and it's called Before He Was Super. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited so, to watch it. Yeah, please. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. YouTube special. Okay. And then anywhere else? Instagram, Twitter? Oh, yeah. My Instagram. I had to start Instagram over really? last year. Yeah. I, oh. uh, so I'm, I'm itching my way back. But back uh, back yeah, it's my oh. full name. It's Stephen Rogers Comedy. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's where i got it from <laughs> uh cool and then i guess that's anything else you have that you want to plug uh no that that's uh that's it. well the the special will be also an album so if you just want to listen okay. to it it'll be on all whatever you listen to stuff on sweet but, you podcast podcast yes oh god you're gonna get andrew would kill me uh 
Oh yeah, Thank I God. know. Thank <laughs> God you what said. A toll on you. <laughs> uh, panic, panic attacking podcast. It's so fun. Uh, check it out. And Andrew Chavone is hilarious. Um, he's a great comedian. Check him out as well. But um, yeah, panic attacking podcast comes out every Monday, and we have Patreon, Sweet. which has cool. been fun too. So, awesome, amazing. Yeah. Well, Stephen Rogers comedy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. me. It's been really, really fun. I appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, anytime. Thanks again. I hope you guys loved this episode. I don't usually spend a lot of time promoting myself. So today we're going to. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube. I really want to start making money off YouTube and with the number of subscribers I have right now, I cannot subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars. It's really, 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 really helpful for me um, and helps other people find the show. And then follow me on all my social media. My Instagram is Carissa Harrison. My podcast Instagram is Meet My Mess Podcast. My Twitter is Carissa and Laura. My podcast Twitter is at Meet My Mess Pod. And my TikTok is Carissa H99. I know a bitch was dumb when she made all these names. I didn't ever think that I would start influencing. Oh God, did I never think I would start like influencing or doing anything that would involve influencing. So I didn't really like think about it when I made all of these names, but now you have them and now you can follow them if you want. I'm always trying to stay up to date with my content, but I am just a normal girl at the end of the day, so I don't fail my whole life. Anyways, stay messy. Try and keep it together while staying messy. Um, what's something motivational I can go out on? Valentine's Day is coming up, and... I hope that you are planning a gorgeous, gorgeous stay at home um, with food and alcohol and either a real life dick or a digital one in a dildo. Happy Thursday. And thanks for listening.